Welcome to RC Alienation version 2.0. This is episode 21. Rob is not with us tonight. He has some stuff that he has to take care of. I suspect he'll be back next week. Uh, I do have with us uh, a name some of you guys might remember, Dan Taylor. He was on with us not too long ago. Dan, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Thank you, guys. How are you guys? Eh, you know, I'm hanging in there. Cool. Could, cool. could be worse. Could be better. Yeah. Also with us tonight is Dieter. A lot of you, you know, he just kind of reminded me of something, but he does videos, uh, tutorial videos. Say hi, Dieter. Hey, how's it going, Dan? You mentioned you were doing some videos for Outrage, and you know, I have half of an Outrage. <laughs> yeah, I heard you have one coming, and you'll be flying it very very soon. Yeah, I'm hoping to get it here soon. But uh, So you're you an Outrage it. guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got uh, on Team Outrage fairly recently, and, and you know, I love it. Greg Alderman, he's a great guy. Uh, watched mm-hmm. some of my videos. I sent it out to him, and uh, so I, I, when I started out, went through a whole bunch of different kind of helicopters. I just wanted to have as much experience with as many different kind of models as possible. So, mm-hmm. you know, went through that phase of kind of buying and selling a lot of different models of helicopters. And when I found the Fusion, I just it is what worked for me. I'd, I'd never put down any, any other kind of brand. There are so many wonderful brands of helicopters and wonderful models. You can pretty much, a great pilot can do just about anything on, on a lot of what's in, in the market today. But the Fusion was just, you know, what, what worked for me. So I made some videos and stuff and put that out and got on Team Outrage. It was great. It's awesome. You know, Dan does some videos too. Dan's a little bit of a videographer. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, video, vi- videographer, or is it videographer? I can never say it right. I don't know. There's, there seems to be a disconnect between us and the UK, soldering and, you know, yeah, al- yeah. aluminum and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, which is wrong, Aluminum, right? linoleum. Dieter, have you seen any of Dan's videos? Did you see his uh, uh, RCHA? Uh, I'm not yeah. sure if, I, if I've seen any. What uh, is your username on YouTube? It's uh, Mr. Links one six seven seven. Um, if you're on um, Heli Addicts, it's um, I did the RCHA video for last year. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that. What have you guys been up to, man? How about you, Dan? What have you been doing since we talked to you last? Since we talked last, I've got myself back into the expensive hobby of flying helicopters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got an MCPX. I thought, you know, it's it's cheap. I'm just going to bash it around. You know, you, if you go to the field, you can fly it and crash it. And nine times out of ten, you pick it up, you put the main gear back up on the, the shaft, and that's it, you fly again. And then, of course, mm. it went from there, and I've got myself a 450 now, the Pro, and um, I actually got a really good deal from a, a member from Heady Addicts. And then I thought, well, do you know what? I want to try the Fly Barless again, so I bought that new Spectrum AR7200BX, which is like the B sticks with the Spectrum receiver all in one unit. Mm-hmm. So I tried that. 
had a few flights. With, I, well, I had like three flights with it, and I didn't like it. Um, typical me, I didn't really give it a chance and sold it straight away. And now I've got a fly bar back on and a quark, and I flew the 450 today, and it's flying awful. And now blasphemy. I blasphemy. It's <laughs> blasphemy, Dan. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> but then it was. I, I ought to disconnect your call right now. <laughs> so I did see some of your uh, recent uh, MCPX reviews. Yeah, yeah. The first one was kind of my. I've never done any kind of reviews before. That was my first go. Um, I didn't rehearse it. Looking back at it, it's actually really boring. It's like nine minutes. If you basically skip to the last bit of me just acting like a complete fool, then that's the best bit. <laughs> You're way but, more uh, organized about making your videos than I am. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just kind of thought I'll, I'll give it a go, try and review something. But it was kind of more of me just unboxing the V2. Um, somebody commented that I tap the box a lot and I spin the box a lot. You know, it's because I didn't really know what I was going to say and I just kind of you know, got a bit nervous. Kind of, kind of winged it. Tell me this though. Yeah. Have you glued your hand to your face since we talked to you last? Not since. Oh, but I did. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was super gluing the. Um, you know, a lot of people do the the boom mod for the MCPX, and I actually I got my finger stuck on the flipping uh, on the mainframe. <laughs> Very good. Very but, good. You know. You know, there is a, you know, uh, Rob actually got his hands on an MCPX, so I'm kind of, you know, as we get a chance to talk to him uh, when he comes back here next week, uh, kind of yeah. see his thoughts. Yeah. yeah. About time he joined the rest of us. Exactly. So, Dieter, what have you been up to lately, man? What's going on with you? Uh, well, you know, I live up here in the north with uh, around the same kind of area that you live in, so, you know, it's been a little bit cold up here. So I try to set up stuff to do on the bench when the weather gets bad. And so, you know, what I decided to do was, you know, do this fly barless conversion thing. And recently actually got my sponsorship with Scorpion Power Systems. I've awesome. loved their stuff, you know, from the very beginning. And I feel very lucky to be able to represent them. And I got my, my new Scorpion 130 amp. Uh, v- Commander V series ESCs, those things came in, and so I've have I've been having a lot of fun making some setup videos, how to program those, how to how to do the opto cable, and I got it set up, and I I was able to do a test flight recently on one of my fusions, the one with the the B stacks on it, and it just it flies amazing. I I had to turn my my throttle curve down like thirty percent. It was kind of strange how out of this this Scorpion ESC, I was able to get more power. I don't know if it was just a combination of the Scorpion motor with the Scorpion ESC, or if any motor does that. But even if you see Mr. Mel videos on setting up that 130 amp ESC, he talks about how there's a little bit more power. Also trying to get used to using governor mode and testing that stuff out. So it's, it's trying to, you know, just get caught up get more with the times i'm i'm already mm-hmm. kind of on a, on electric just got a couple test flights of those and and it's it's going really well so far nice so um how long have you been flying helicopters uh i started in 2009 uh in january i i went to a local circuit city and they were going out of business at the time and i decided i could get some good deals and i found one of those little you know 30 dollar coaxial helicopters and it was twenty dollars instead of thirty so but i'll get that and i'll annoy my cat with it (laughs) (laughs) so i decided to buy it and brought it home and 
and it was a lot of fun. It was a little, I don't think it was even three channels. It was like a two channel thing and just learning how to control the throttle and, and flying it around the house. I was just getting such a kick out of it that, uh, Within the within the same month, I decided I want to get a bigger one. So I looked on some YouTube videos, and I think like a lot of people, I ended up finding my way to X Heli. Got something there. I I figured you know the more channels the better. So I bought a six channel, <laughs> collective pitch, not knowing what I was getting into. I thought, hey, you know I play lots of video games. I'm good at video games. I'll be good at helicopters. <laughs> this will be a piece of cake. So I got one of those, and and it came in, and you know, I crashed it and realized that. This is going to be a challenge. So it, it made it seem even more like something that I'd really enjoy. I, I like a, a good challenge and yeah. some kind of hobby. Like this really took over. I had other hobbies before helicopters. I was a musician. I was a golfer, but RC helicopters like ate up all my hobbies. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't swung a golf club in like a year and a half. And I, I don't play a lot of music anymore lately. It's all helicopters for me. RC helicopters have a way of doing that, don't they, Dan? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it, it's not a hobby though; it's an obsession. You know, yeah, without absolutely. a doubt. <laughs> yeah, it becomes yeah. a life, you know. And the people that you meet along the way, you know, it just they become your best friends. It becomes your your life. It's a lot of what you're thinking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. So. You mentioned that uh, you have a forum over there where you're... Uh, yeah, we've got a little forum. It's uh, www.rchelicollective.com. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a small, quaint forum. A lot of us kind of bounced around from beginner forums and kind of collected as as a group. And, you know, we found our way to this other site, and we've got some, some really good people as ad- admins and moderators and it's it's a pretty tight knit group, and we've only got about seventy mem- members, and we all go to all the other sites, Run Rider and Heli Freak sure. and RC groups. All those places are great, you know. We're trying to open up this this new section, you know, the friends of the collective, and and get everybody on there, and and uh, you know, Bert and Mark Ryder and everyone's so far has been really cool about uh, just jumping on there and and being a part of it, and and you know, we have a good time. We all get to know each other. I'm sure if we get a whole bunch of members. You know, you know how things end up, but we we try to you know be minimal on the bickering matches if possible. Amen, brother. That's what I hate about the forums. I just I I've said this many times, and I'm gonna say it again because we're talking about forums. But it seems you know I took a, a long break from helicopters last winter, uh, and I just couldn't uh, couldn't fly for various reasons. But it seems that when I got back, the forums had changed. You know what I mean? It's uh, the mentality, the temperament, the the backbiting. It's it's like people just wait for a reason to jump on a post and take it out of context. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got fanboys and of for some stuff, and people who have been in helicopters for a long time. And I understand some of these guys have seen the same post over and over on these big forums, and they feel a little frustrated. Hey, why don't you use the search or People ask stupid questions. You know, they'll they'll call it flame bait or whatever. But yeah. you you see you see that kind of stuff a lot, and and sometimes it just makes you a little apprehensive about posting some stuff. Yeah, or you know, you, you just everything you say, you have to be so careful about how you word it. Uh, you know, it's just it's rough sometimes. But. Totally. 
We have fun at the collective. Sounds like I've actually I spent a little time on there. Cool. Yeah. On one of the Smack Talk episodes, Bobby Watts, I think it was when they went down under, he was saying about forums and he said, you know what, he's sick of it and we I think we've all seen it, you know, like you say, a new guy comes along and asks what we what some people might see me as a silly question, but you know, we're there to help the guys. We've been in their position, you know, rather than get some snotty post going, Oh yeah, search. Yeah. Bobby Watts just said, you know, somebody asks a question, be as helpful as you can. Help them out, answer the question, you know, move on. You know, exactly. it's just uh, and you get so, it's so much politics involved, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's a oh, hobby, yeah. it's, meant to, it's meant to be fun. And the amount of feuds, that even on some of the forums I've been on, you know, I've walked away from forums because of it, you know, and, and luckily mm-hmm. uh, Heli Alex is one of the better ones, you know, I, I really yeah. enjoy, enjoy that one. But uh, Everyone's really nice at Heli Addicts. I've posted some of my tutorial videos. Everyone's great out there, you know, you get lots of thanks. You know, and like you said, the politics, you know, if, if you piss yeah. off the wrong person, you know, they, they you know, yeah. never know. <laughs> but it happens in any kind of hobby as well. You know, other forums, they, they have the same thing. So yeah. one of those things, I guess. So, Dieter, you mentioned uh, weather and that you and I are uh, we're essentially in the same area, region of the country. You're, you're a little bit uh, west of me, but yeah, has your, has your winter been kind of silly like ours has been this year? Well, there hasn't been a lot of snow, really. It was it was kind of great in December. There were there was this dead calm streak, and I was able to get a lot of flying in. And then January has been kind of really windy, and there was this huge sleet of snow that came through a couple of weeks ago. So January has been tough. It's given me a chance to kind of just sit on the bench and, and work on that stuff. And I'm hoping to fly more, hopefully, soon. But last year was much worse. I didn't fly from late October to late February. Yeah, well, you know, this the weather here has just been crazy insane. I, you know, that snowstorm you got, we got it as well, and it dumped almost two feet of snow. But just a few days later, it started raining. But the craziest thing is just <laughs> the, last, the last two days here has been in the mid-40s and sunny. And I've been at the field both days. Tomorrow it's supposed to be even warmer and sunny. I'm going to be at the field all day tomorrow. That's oh, what I've been, nice. you know, this past week for me flying has just been amazing. I've gotten more flights in the last two days probably than I've got since the weather started turning in, you know, mid to late November. It's just been amazing. Oh, it's been a good winter for up here so far, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just been crazy. Well, you know, guys, I have some pretty exciting news for the nation. I kind of want to uh, announce something. We, uh, you know, we'd like to welcome HeliPros as a sponsor to the show. I just think that's amazing, you guys. You know, they it's, it's a great shop. I use them, have used them many times. They're here, a, a local Montana business, which for me, in my book, makes them even that much better. Um, a few things uh, I'd like to announce. Um, you know, HeliPros Pilots, and of course, there are no S's in the HeliPros world. It's HeliPros and Pilots with a Z. They're starting a new program. They're actually uh, asking people to fill out applications to become uh, HeliPros Pilots. Uh, there are a few stipulations, and I've got them here. I'll read them out real fast. Uh, you must attend at least two fun flies during the year's flying. you got to be willing to assist fellow modelers with tech support and troubleshooting. And last but not least, you cannot be currently sponsored by any large RC brands such as JR Futaba, etc., or any other retail outlets. So if you guys head over to helipros.com, you'll see that uh, link. Go ahead and fill that out. You know, who knows? You may get it, you know. That sounds like a great deal. Also, too, in conjunction with this uh, new relationship between us and Helipros, um, 
they have given us a coupon code. The code is RCHN0212. You just need to go over there. You need to be logged into their website. Um, you need to then, you know, pick out what you want. Enter that code, and you get $10 off any purchase over $100. Uh, fly hard. HeliPros has the parts. <laughs> Heck yeah. I think it's time, guys, to go into some news. And unfortunately, Rob isn't here to give us his cool little uh, news of the week thing, so... I guess we'll just kind of go right into news. Canyon, just stop sniffing your ass and listen to RC Heli Nation. Yes, Canyon does love RC Heli Nation, but he also loves sniffing his ass. Yes. What do we got for news here? Let's see. Got my little paper. Can you guys hear that? Your what? Like it. It's my little uh, newspaper clippings here. Awesome. <laughs> You're you got a computer in front of you though, right? Mm, yeah, but it's it makes that <laughs> funny sound. Is, is it broke? It must be broke. So you guys have noticed, uh, eFlight has went on a rampage of releases over the last week and a half. Oh yeah. Yeah. 450X, 500X, 300X. What are you guys' thoughts on that? You know, that little micro quad too. Is that that's cool, actually. It looks quite oh, wait, fun. that's that's E-Flight. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, that's E-Flight yeah. Blade, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's craziness. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Somebody I was talking to earlier mentioned that um, you're going to feel safe with an ready-to-fly 500. <laughs> I wouldn't trust servos, per se, maybe. <laughs> If my experience with the Blade 400 is anything to go by, but you know, I'm sure they've learned lessons, and I'm sure they're going now in the right direction. Well, it's you know, I I wouldn't knock it until I tried it. Yeah. You know, may, maybe maybe they're improving. There's a lot of different upgrades going on, so you know, unless I try it, I think it's six hundred dollars for what their their new Blade 500 that they came yeah. out with. But I had a Blade 400, and comparing that to you know an Align 450 that. I got later, you know, the servos, the gyro, it felt nice and smooth when I first had it. And as my skills progressed, it didn't really handle progressing with me as well. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't, uh, I'm not real sure about the ready to fly helicopters. And speaking of ready to fly helicopters, yeah. did you guys see a line is doing a ready to fly 450 plus now? No. I didn't. Yeah. Mm, not seen that. No. Is it yeah. so? Is it like the pro, it like flybarless version, just ready to go? No, it's a, it's a whole new product, the Line RTF uh, okay. 450 plus. Ah, not heard of that one. Uh, it's completely ready to fly. So, but how does it compare to, you know, the the 450 Sport or the 450 Pro? You know what? I couldn't find a whole lot of information on it, but I'm guessing that it's got to be. It's got to be simpatico. I mean, sure, I'm sure everything's got to be sweet. That's uh, the one that it comes with the Futaba, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and the, the thing of it is, I'm I, not a big fan of, of ready to fly. So I'm not yeah. a big, I'm not a big fan of any helicopter that comes even partially assembled. It's it's kind of dangerous, you know. It's thinking of something this big that people, without researching the hobby, can really just jump into, grab something that's that big fire it up yeah. not not know all the safety and you know end up yeah. hurting themselves or somebody else where if you have to get a kit and build the kit you learn how to fix it mm. when you when you crash it not if you crash it but when you crash it 
and you take that time also to gain a lot more knowledge. Yeah, I think, and yeah, hopefully you, you stumble across that safety. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you need to understand the fundamentals of CCPM. I think that was when I watched um, uh, the same as you, um, Dito. I had the Blade 400, and I went from that to a 450 Pro, and I watched the Finnis videos, and it was like a eureka moment. I, was, I had no clue what any yeah. of it did with the Blade 400 until I watched Bob's Bob's videos, and I was like, Oh, oh yeah, I'm a lot of us now. would be nowhere without Finless Bob. Yeah. It's, uh, his awesome. videos, you know, I make videos just because I, I want people to have other sources, but his stuff is yeah. awesome. And yeah. a lot of us are, are where we are because of him. Mm. So, guys, have you heard that Phoenix 4 is coming out soon? Yeah, yeah. interesting. Apparently, there's not a lot of change to the flight physics, uh, mostly scenery and aircraft and, and, and things of that nature. And 3D? Uh, I think it's going to be... Uh, when I say 3D cables, like the 3D vision, you know, like the 3D TVs and that kind of stuff and the goggles and that could be ah, quite cool. Ooh, that, that could yes. be quite cool. Yeah, because give that depth of – because that's what's missing, isn't it? It's the depth, yes. of, yeah. depth, depth perception. So I think that – but then, of course, you've got to go and buy a 3D TV or monitor. Which, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's and worth then, it. Yeah. You don't have that already, Dan? <laughs> Not yet, but I'm trying to find a way to uh, explain to the wife um, that I need it. You know, we need it as a family. <laughs> but it'll be a free download, and but it's not available yet. Do you know yeah, any idea when it will be available? Or not real sure when it's going to be available. I think they're still tweaking on it, but we will have a link to the information in our show notes, cool. so you can find out more stuff about it there, and just kind of other. Kind of passing news. Did you guys see they released the the goblin goblin the goblin the goblin manual? I saw that. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looks like a beautiful machine. The I mean the the two sets like all the different belts kind of you know make me apprehensive. But I mean that thing looks like a mean machine, and I I hope I get a chance to fly one at some point. But well, you know Jake uh, is going to be getting one here shortly. So we here at the nation are going to be able to provide firsthand experience with the goblin here shortly. You know, I was really interested, and I'm I'm kind of one of the guys that jumps on the uh, boutique, or you know, I'm not calling the goblin a boutique, but uh, the new hotness of helicopters. I mean, I bought a Shermo when it first was available, and all that good stuff, and I almost jumped on it, but you know, I I decided that uh, I'm going to give it a year. I'm going to give it a year of people flying it, see how the parts availability is for it. Just give it some time because nothing – that was the thing that frustrated me the most about my Kasama was just not being able to get parts. Yeah. And why For have sure. a helicopter? And Tarek, Tarek and Bert have one. Well, I mean, Tarek probably crashes more, but Tarek has one, so there's going to be very few parts available. <laughs> <laughs> He's got them all. <laughs> So let's see, Dan. Uh, tell you what, you know, you're you're from the UK. We we I am, we, yeah. we gathered that from your accent. It's just a little <laughs> thank, off. Thank you, Governor. <laughs> Fancy a shag. It's funny though, because you, you're always English people are always perceive, perceived as two two different types. It's either the the Cockney or the oh hello hello oh, cup of tea. It's quite quite amusing. Tea I don't think like you're all Mr. Bean. Jeez, come on. <laughs> 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 that guy's funny, then. What's going on in the UK, man? What's what's happening over there? Not too much. 
Not too no? much. Got um, there's um, Fun Fly tomorrow down in the south coast, Southampton. Um, but we've had sort of like 10 centimeters of snow tonight, so not sure if it's going to be going ahead. But um, I'm going to try and go. Just uh, should be fun. Should be fun. I just got to say one thing, Dieter. When someone says they've had 10 centimeters of snow, it just doesn't sound too daunting, does it? Not really. Not for it's, you guys. It's like when I hear, hear from some of those guys that never get snow, but then when it does come, they all freak out. The country stops. Literally everything grinds to a halt. You even can't get on a train. You know, the trains say, oh, no, there's no trains. There's, there's some snow on the line. You know, what's, I did notice. What's the temperature out there during the day right now? Um, during the day, it's sort of between sort of uh, minus two to about four. And Celsius. Goes, oh, wait, you're yeah. talking Celsius. Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. We got this really yes. screwed up system in America. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have the little F, or I, I know, I've never even tried to understand. Fahrenheit. <laughs> I actually, I remember uh, just recently watching your MCPX video, and one thing that really kind of struck me was how green your grass was in your backyard, or, or your garden. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome color correction. That's all that is. <laughs> is that what it is? Because yeah. there is no green to be had around our neck of the woods. Uh, is it all kind of uh, dusty and... It's brown, dead. <laughs> yeah, but I, or, I think... Or I'll white. Take... Yeah. yeah. I think I'll take the uh, the sun and the blue skies, though, any day. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You guys do get a hell of a lot of rain over there, don't you? We literally get, I think, three days of sun a year. <laughs> it feels like that anyway. It's ridiculous, yeah. So you have a fun fly going on tomorrow. Uh, you're not sure about that. There's some big events coming up here this this yeah. year. You guys are starting to yeah, some huge ones. We've got uh, we've got the zone. Yeah. Uh, that was last year. That was at Western Park. This year, it's actually going to be at the Fleet Air Arm Museum, which is uh, down in Yeovil. That's happening on the 26th and 27th of May. Uh, that's going to be it. We've yeah, that's going to be huge. We've got Tarek as one of the judges. I mean, nice. you can't get bigger than that. You know, Tarek's going to be there. He's going to be doing some demo flights as well, hopefully. Well, if, if um, RCL Nation has... were to show up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be <laughs> Bring your trailer down. Bring your trailer. Bring your trailer. <laughs> Don't think it floats real well. <laughs> we'll get a really big helicopter to latch it onto. There you go. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Dieter? Do you got any news you want to share with us? Anything new and exciting? No, I'm just looking forward to checking the event channels and figuring out what fun flies are going to be happening up in this area. Snohomish. Yeah, Snohomish and Brooks, and then there's the Othello fun fly. I haven't seen any of them get posted yet. but Now, the Othello I, fun fly is partic- uh, mainly a, a planker event, isn't it? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I've, I've seen lots of videos from you know the past couple of years. It's the you know the Tri Cities hosted in Othello. Yeah, yeah. My my club goes there, and uh, I think is it, it is primarily? mainly. Yeah, but I think uh, yeah. just like more of the big events, you're seeing more and more helicopters show up, and I think that's what you're seeing. I know, oh, yeah. it's, for example, like the Joe and All. You know, there's a there's starting to be a ton of helicopter uh, things showing up there. So well, we got to represent, you know, man. We got to represent. That's right. But, you know, per, per, you know, it's you know, and Joe now has been pretty much a, a playing event. I think uh, Will from Helifreak and also Finless are going to be going to Joe now this year. Cool. So they're going to be representing Helifreak there. But nice. uh, well, shit, I think that's all there is for news, guys.
Hey guys, Dan here. I want to tell you about the biggest and best RC heli shop on the planet. That's right, you guessed it, Heli Pros. I've been using Heli Pros since 2008, and they're always my first choice when it comes to ordering stuff online. Their customer service is top notch, and they know your heli inside and out. So remember, when you need heli stuff, think helipros.com. Fly hard, Heli Pros has the parts. Either of you guys flown the Novus 125 CP, or I, it's also the Wakara 4G6S, I believe. It's like their, a, their micro collective pitch. I've not tried that one, no. no. It's, I started it's, out with the um, the 43B, which was pretty cool. That's the first heli I had. Yeah, I even had their their other one before that. It was the 4G3. It was the first micro collective pitch that they had. But this one yeah. has... has uh, it's its own tail servo and it's actually shaft drive. Wow. And that's that's my micro that I like to fly and you can see some videos on my channel but as far as like 3D capable micros that thing is is amazing. I'm just surprised that not more people are are talking about that one. In in the UK, it's um there's a bit of a stigma with kind of like the likes of East Sky and Walk Hero. They're really sort of frowned upon, not frowned upon, but they looked as you know cheap and bad helis really. Um, yeah. So that's probably why it's not so big over here. Um, how does it kind of? I mean, have you crashed it at all? I mean, how does it compare? How does it sort of cope with crashing? Well, the first time I flipped it, I had it in the low rate mode, and oh. <laughs> it, flipped, it went right into a tree, and there was absolutely no damage at all, and I was wow. really surprised. And then I flew it into a tree another time, because I fly it in my backyard, and there's a lot of trees. Oh, uh, right. You like trees. Flew it into a tree, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I killed one of the gears, because the strange thing about it is on the right side, uh, it's what you're used to in the way of what would be the throttle hold mm-hmm. is actually, you know, you're, you're putting yourself, it, it's it's different because when you think you're putting yourself in throttle hold, you're actually just putting yourself into, I think, just normal. But if your stick's still up, you got to remember to bring your stick down if you're not used to that. Oh, so, so you get a transmitter with it then, do you? Yeah, yeah. I think oh, it, okay, cool. It's like right, a $250. It's it's a Walkera, so it comes with like a, yeah. it's like a 2601. Okay. Uh, basically, you know, I, I just killed some gears and then I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a pain in the butt trying to fix this micro helicopter. And I pulled the skids off and I was amazed at how easy it was to actually access all of this stuff for a micro helicopter. And I, I was able to put the gear right back in there and get it up and flying again. I've gone through quite a few blades with, you know, little incidents hitting things, but... <laughs> trees <laughs> it it handles very well and crashes and i went to a fun flight out here it was there was supposed to be a, a brooks fun fly and it ended up being in snohomish so I, I called it the brooks homish fun fly and i got a chance to fly the mcpx right after i flew my novus 125 cp and the tail was just i you, you couldn't control it through a lot of moves where with the 125 cp or the you know, 4G6, you can do a lot of those big 3D maneuvers. So, you know, part of the thing, too, with that MCPX is, uh, like you mentioned, the tail authority, and a lot of people are doing, uh, I I noticed, Dan, you just did a a video on the extended tail boom, which does help the authority quite a bit. But, you know, what I found it did to mine 
was make it feel a lot more sluggish. Did you notice that as well? Um, when it's hovering, I notice that the tail actually drifts a little bit. If there's any wind, the it's almost like it's in rate mode. But as soon as you um, flip it or you know do anything, the the tail holds a lot a lot better. Sounds weird. It kind of sounds contradictory, but if you're just hovering, the kind of tail wags a lot more. But as soon as you start any 3D, it, it's absolutely solid. I mean, I, today I was doing, um, you know, inverted hurricanes. I was doing funnels, and it was really, really good. Only when you know the wind got really high did the tail blow out, and it does blow out. You know, it's a, if you look at the t- size of the motor, it's absolutely tiny, and it's just that, you know. But it's a lot better with that uh, longer boom. I think I um, used 15 centimeters. Just cut some two mil carbon rod mm-hmm. and it's solid as well whereas the yep. stock the stock one's hollow and it just breaks so easily you know don't you guys get tired of micros don't you guys get tired of flying micros i love micros i mean i've i've <sighs> always loved micros um they're cheap <laughs> well the weather has to be right yeah, yeah. L- l- listen listen here dan you sold your beast x and now you're telling me you like micros. That's that's strike two, buddy. <laughs> it's telling you now. <laughs> hey, you remember the conversation about all those helis I crashed in that, in that one day? That's right. Did that's you? Why uh, I've did, gone off the bigger ones. You see. We should probably fill uh, Dieter in on that. I don't know, uh, Dieter. Uh, Dan has this uh, pretty funny story where he, he, what was it, five or six helicopters in one day? Uh, it was it five, was wasn't it? Seven hundred. It was a seven hundred nitro. The 600 Nitro, the 500 ESP, the 450, and then the 250. Yeah, and then he then and then yeah, that's the worst. And then he broke he broke his radio. Yeah, oh. I, tripped, I, I tripped over coming back uh, back home, getting out of the car, I twisted my ankle. I actually busted my ankle really bad. I was like really hobbling for about three weeks. But the LCD oh, wow. screen on my DX7 had smashed. So it was <laughs> Man, the gods were mad at you that day. The gods were just like. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that's, yeah. that's penance to the hilly gods right there. Yeah, put in yeah. put in put in your sim time. You know, guys, I uh, you know it's no secret. I kind of have a love hate thing with my MCPX. Yeah, and um, for the most part, I generally hate it ninety percent of the time. <laughs> have you replaced any uh, tail motors for that so far? Oh, about five. You know, yeah. the version two the ver- version two tail motors are a little nicer. Now, because they're actually like capped, enclosed in there, so the caps can't pop off so easily. Yeah, I'm I'm personally out of the business of any like brushed motor-driven tail. It's I, you know, when I started out, some of my beginner helicopters had that. I had blades and and all that stuff, but now you know the tail authority just isn't there with that. And if you go through a lot of flights, you got to replace those tail motors kind of over and over. Or do upgrades. Well, that's the thing with that little helicopter. I mean, I it just seems that uh, I just feel like I'm throwing money at nothing every time I have to buy something for it. So, but it's it serves its purpose, I guess. It kept me flying on Sundays throughout the winter. But yeah, I'm telling you, try a Novus 125 CP. Or well, you know, I don't, uh, just just recently I almost bought a uh, Wakera Genius. I, I decided not to, but I I have a Wakera. Uh, I don't know how the nomenclature is, but it's like a it's a seven channel, I don't know, seven oh one pro or something like that. Sweet. Yeah. So I figured what the hell I'll give it a shot, but I I just uh I just can't put any more money into those micro helis, I'm telling you that. But they're not oh well, I mean from my point of view, I think they're pretty pretty cheap. I mean my MCPX now I've done the tail boom mod. I mean, today alone I crashed it twenty odd times and, you know, picked it up 
kept flying. Flying them outside, that's one thing, but we've been flying them in a gym. Uh, yeah, that's when they, yeah, I guess that's when it gets expensive, yeah. Yeah, they just have a tendency to break up. I mean, yep. They, yep. you know, they, they still survive some pretty hard crashes, but after an afternoon of being smashed into the, you know, the hardwood floors, they, <laughs> they start to show a little bit of wear. Yeah, yeah. That'll do it. So are either of you guys, uh, I know Dieter was telling me a little bit earlier, he, he uh, gave his uh, hand at Nitro. How about, how about you? Have you tried Nitros there, Dan? Yeah, I mean, I started for back in, crikey, when was my first Nitro? About two years ago, I bought my first Nitro, which was the 700, and it was before the LE came out, so it was this Nitro Super Combo, whatever they called it. And I remember building it, it was quite funny. I, I'd never had a Nitro engine before in my life, so I had no clue. And I was on the forums, and everyone was saying, look, join a club. Let them talk you through. I was like, no, 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 no. How hard, how hard can it be, right? So I'm here in the living room. It's like 3 a.m. I've, I've just finished the build. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to start the engine just to see what it sounds like. Oh, my in God. My living, you know, there was no head. There was no blades. So I thought, you know, it's, it's not going to be too dangerous. And this Ouch. thing was revving, you know. It was like, and I was like, this is awesome. All the smoke. <laughs> well, I didn't notice the smoke at all. And then... I, I- I'm guessing your wife. I'm top. guessing your wife wasn't at home. I'm guessing no, your wife. She, she was in Scotland at the time, but okay. everything had this sheen. The TV had this sheen on it, and I had to spend a whole day cleaning the sheen off of everything. It was a nightmare. Um, I could just yeah. picture. I could just picture your wife, Dan. She just must look at you on a daily basis and go. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I've got a mate. I've got. Hey, uh, wait. That's not fair. That's common to all helicopter. I yeah. suppose. I don't have a wife, so I guess I can't play. <laughs> I remember my maiden flight. I went down to our local field. We call the field of doom for several reasons. And, um, you know, I was flying circuits. I could only sort of sports fly at the time, so circuits, rolls, loops and stuff. And I got about sort of six, seven minutes into the flight, and the engine cut out, and I was, you know, quite high up. I'd never done an auto, and it was... I, it was it was down the other end of the field. Yeah, I could barely see it, and I autoed it, and I was like, yeah, that was awesome. Um, what I hadn't done is put the pressure pipe on. <laughs> so I'd cooked my engine on my first flight. Very nice. The piston Very nice. was absolutely gone. The, everything, you know, so I needed a new liner, a new piston. Ah, oh, headache. Headache, yeah. So me and Nitro haven't had a great experience. That's kind of what Dieter was telling me. Dieter, you were having some, uh, you, you went through the growing pains of realizing you disliked Nitro, didn't you? Yeah, I, I started out electric from the very beginning and moved up through electric and just thought, you know, i got to give this Nitro thing a, a shot. I was kind of against it for so long. You know, it was something foreign, and I was so familiar. I'm, I'm an electrical engineer, so still all this electrical stuff just made so much sense to me. And I gave it a shot, you know, built a, a T-Rex 600 Nitro, and there's even a build video that I put together on YouTube for it, and you know, I, I got into it a lot. I, I did like a hot start, and it, it killed the clutch, and then I had this huge vibration problem that I just I couldn't get rid of, and everyone's telling me about like center balancing this and, and that, and you know, fixing it in my garage or, or down in the basement in my little RC area, and, and getting gasoline all over stuff, and I, I just figured, you know, I already know this electric stuff and I'm happy with it. And in some ways, a lot of these nitro electric arguments on the forums that people get into, 
you know, they say it's just because, you know, this electric guy can't tune an engine is, you know, I, you know, I, yeah, it's, I didn't want to take the extra time to get all this extra knowledge for another aspect of it where I was good to go with what I knew where if I was willing to invest the time, I know I could have, you know, really gotten into it, but I'm really happy with electric. And I think that's where a lot of the R and D is going into these mm -hmm. days, you know, the batteries are getting more and more powerful. You know, I think what's really impressing me is, is the charge rates that they're starting to hit, you know, before we know it, you know, you're going to be able to charge these batteries, six cell batteries, 5,000 milliamp hour, you know, in just 10 minutes. I don't, I don't know. It just seems to be where the R and D is being invested. Well, you know, all that aside, nitro rules. That's all yes. That is. <laughs> yes. Hey, you know, every time every time I go to a fun fly, I wish that I had a nitro helicopter. And then every now and then I kind of turn my head at it and think, ah, do I want to get myself a velocity into, you know, but then I just think of all, all the stuff I went through the first time I tried. And I think, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah. But I am all about whatever is someone's preference. If it's nitro, electric, that's cool. That's cool with me. What's cool with you? I'm, I don't want to argue, you know, one side or, or the other. But this is what works for me. And that's what yeah, it's well, about at the end of the day. It's, it's what works for you, you know. Let me share a little story that happened with me just the last few days. Uh, had to do with nitro. Now, you know, I'm, I um, there's... No secret. I'm not a not a, a super proficient pilot. Uh, I'd call myself a sport flyer. So you know, I'm, I I understand helicopters pretty thoroughly. But there's one aspect of the nitro that just kind of baffled me. I always I always kind of wondered why people were so adamant about various pipes and you know how they help the engine perform. And I, I always just kind of thought, well, what do you mean? It's it's just a pipe with baffles and and mufflers. So anyway, I had this uh, a few weeks ago. I mentioned on the show that uh, I took my 600 out, and I had some fuel delivery problems with it. I had ordered a, a Hattori muffler and a new motor, uh, just because I knew that I was probably going to put one on my Vibe 50. But in the process of putting this, I decided a, a rash decision to put this Hattori on my on my T-Rex because I was just going through all the fuel lines and everything to make sure there wasn't any blockages and couldn't find anything. I put this Atori on my on my 600 uh, just the other day, uh, Friday, and I got to tell you, I, I, it just amazes me how the difference in performance and power that that engine has with that muffler. And it just had a stock Align muffler on it before, mm. and it just it just amazed me how much better that helicopter uh, would perform. I mean, the bogging was much less. Just I don't know, man. It's it's crazy how one little thing like that can make such a difference. It's simple, like it's about the combustion engine, isn't it? And it's how that all works. And because I notice it's slightly un, unrelated, but my um, motorcycle, I've got a like a a road legal race can on it um, with a baffle, and I take the baffle out, you know. But when I take it to, for the MOT, which is kind of like every year it has to be, you know, go and have its tests and stuff, and I notice the performance is just so different it's so sluggish and slow and you know so yeah, i notice it on that so it, it, i guess it is the same with helis even more yeah. so even more so because the tolerances are even you know they're so fine aren't they on the helis because everything's smaller and yeah 
Well, it was a good learning learning experience, and uh, I just I, I just was shocked at the difference. I I am now a believer, and when people start telling me that I need to get a better muffler, I'm going to actually start listening. <laughs> oh yeah, it I, sounds like there's certain combinations too that people prefer. You know, when I was looking for what I had, I I think I had an OS 55, and people were saying uh, it's like this B three twenty. Mm-hmm. What was I'm I'm trying to remember the the name of the brand, but I think it was Hattori was the the name of the brand. There's probably people listening that are screaming it right now, uh, but it was <laughs> it was <laughs> the perfect muffler for that engine. And I you know tried to go on the forums and read as much as I could on what people were recommending. And it sounds like there there is a certain engine muffler combo that yeah. usually works out best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I did. I called up uh, HeliPros and I asked them, I said, so what, what muffler should I put on this? And they suggested the Hattori and uh, it was that Bobby Watts special. And yeah, it's it's amazing. I just couldn't believe it. But see, you know, electrics, you mentioned Dieter Electrics are, you know, the, the advancement uh, in battery technology and just pretty much everywhere you look, people are flying electrics. You go to Fun Flies and you see the number of electrics to nitros. Oh yeah, it's like some yeah. models nowadays. There's only an electric fly barless version, like the Goblin. You know, yeah. that's the only way you'll get it. Yeah. So you guys, obviously, you prefer electric, Dan. You, oh, you, yeah. you also, you got a 452 recently, didn't you? Yeah, I've just uh, got the 450 Pro. Um, but I, yeah, I say I float today, and it, yeah, it flies awful. The actually, <laughs> the MCPX flew better. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I went back to a fly bar. Oh my god! I don't know what's wrong with it. You know, I've, I've done something wrong. I did everything, you know, that you should do. But um, I don't know. Yeah, but electric for me, it's just the way forward. You know, nitro's dead. Sorry to say it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, these come on y- now. No, no. I think the new YS, and that's interesting. What they're doing with these new, you know, you got like the 120, and for the 50 size, you got the 60, and it's it, it goes in circles. Though I find that you know. Everyone raves about electric, and then all of a sudden they bring out a new engine, and everyone raves about that, and then there'll be a new battery technology, or they'll get smaller, or the the higher discharge rate, and it's quite interesting. But yeah, it makes it exciting. It makes it exciting, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm kind of I've bitten. I've got an X5 and uh, mm. a Fusion 50, and I'm actually planning on picking up a couple uh, 90 electrics this this year. Uh, nice. TDR and an X7. Oh, TDR, lovely, really nice. Yeah. Staying on that list. Yes, staying on that list. It's supposed to be available March. It's supposed to be ready to be shipped out March 8th, I think he said. Yeah, you know that everyone here in the nation wants you to stay on that list. We want to hear everything that you have to say about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I think it fits my flying style. Big, fast air, you know. You didn't fancy the uh, Logo Extreme then, though? There's just something something about that. (laughs) Yeah, it is. There's something about that helicopter that kind of turns me off. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the way it looks or the fact... Oh, it's, it's ugly as hell, I think, but it's damn it, impressive. <laughs> well, you know, here's the deal, too. I did have a Bergen that had 810-millimeter blades, and uh, right. I'm telling you when, you, when you crash and have to spend $250 on a set of blades... Ow. Ooh. And then yeah. everything else. Then everything else. Yeah, that, yeah. That, every time I crashed a Bergen, it was at least four or $500. Wow. And, Did you, know, you guys see the the combo kit there on Ready Heli for the the Logo Extreme? I, think I it did was see that. Like twenty six hundred dollars, yeah. but it comes with you know the motor and the the V bar and all the upgrades and everything. But that's a chunk yeah, of change. 
It's not it's such a bad price when you think about it. I mean, if you if you were to put the top top you know outrage HV servos in and say a ninety size, you're not that far away from it. Yeah, but uh, you could take that V bar off and sell it, I guess. <laughs> put, a, put a put a Beast X on there. Yeah, you could. Yeah. <laughs> you could. Or you know. Yeah, I I just actually just recently converted to fly barless, and I've got two fusions, and I just put a beast X on one and a V bar on the other. And the beast X flies better, doesn't it? Oh, they both fly really well. They both have their pros and cons. Yeah. Totally. Tell us what you think. What what did you? Okay, here this is a great one. So (laughs) you just got into a beast X, and you just got into a V bar. These your first first foray into these. Yes, I was. I tried fly barless. I flied the the original Align 3G a couple of years ago. <laughs> it was a really yeah, bad experience. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you Same. guys understand. Yeah, a a yeah. lot of these, I see a lot of these really good pilots like Tarek. You know, he's flying f- with a fly bar and he's still kicking ass. He's he's doing good. Yeah. So, like what I, I felt, you know, when my skills can outfly a fly bar, then I'll go fly barless and. You know, I kept raving. You know, it's it's just a three hundred dollar, you know, replacement for a ten dollar mechanical solution. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was used to it, and and you know, I, I decided I'm just gonna give give it another shot. I saw some videos of people doing really well with their with their V bars and their B stacks, and I was like, well, you know, what what do I try? Well, I've got two fusions. I'll try both. You know, so I I put them both on there. And I was also not a governor guy, you know. I was on my electrics fixed endpoints, do a nice little V curve, like like you yeah. say, Dan. You just do a full hundred percent flat curve on yours, right? Yep. So you know, it was just another technical thing that I didn't have to go through. Uh, and just recently, now learned how to use the governor. That's kind of a, a, a different story. But the first one I got in was the V bar and got it set up and. I, I bought the Smack Talk videos and I, I watched everything that that Bert had to say about it. A- every video that was available, Frederick Mellon, you know, he had all oh, those yeah. awesome videos out there. So I learned as much as I could, and it was actually quite simple, just going through it, setting it up. You, you say, you know, you see guys at the field trying it. I, I didn't think it was that hard. You know, you you can be picky about your your setups. You can actually do that with the Beast X too. It's pretty versatile, the Beast X, as well. It is simple because you just go to the field, tweak a few pots here and there if you need to. Um, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. With the uh, the V bar, if you want to tweak it, you need to take your laptop. But yeah, that's no real great, you know, great. Oh yeah. Oh, well, there's a Bluetooth thing, but you gotta, you know, pay extra for the Bluetooth cable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Beast X. What's great about that? You know, it costs less. The upgrades are free. Mm-hmm. And you can just set it up on your transmitter. Yeah, yep. and off you go. And especially with this new Spectrum Receiver Beast X mm-hmm. module, all-in-one, I think that's going to be a sweet module. And and they're just going to get better updates. And and if you've got that preferences mode, you can do a lot of stuff on that too. Uh, but I mean, I'll be doesn't honest, have a I, governor I, mode. Uh, the Beast X doesn't, no. No. But you know, I had yeah. the. The new Beast X Spectrum thingy, you know, like, like I say, I sold it, and um, I uh, ordered another one today. <laughs> <laughs> you sold it already? That was quick. You sold I, it I and s- then ordered another. 
I had such <laughs> a bad flight today, and I think it was just all sorts of reasons, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to give it another go, because I, I was unfair, and I've always been a V-Bar guy, ever since I had the V-Bar on the 450. Wait, this um, was all in one day. Uh, well, so no, the V-Bar was, some, was, was a while ago, I had five... No, 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 he means the selling it and rebuying it. Yeah, I had I got it delivered on uh, a Monday. I put it on there. Had about two and three flights. You know, I could have tweaked it more. The, you know, and I just thought, oh, you know what? I'm just going to get a V bar. I sold it and thought, you know how? I'm going to go back to Flybar for a bit. I had a Quark. Stick that on there. And then I thought, Do you know what? Actually, I should probably give the B6 another. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. Such is my life. <laughs> hey, uh-huh. Irrational mm-hmm. financial yeah. decisions is common exactly. amongst but our heartbeat. So. A, a big decision was the price as well. I mean, I got a really good deal uh, on the BeastX unit. I mean, amazing. It, it was £150 delivered. I mean, that's uh, V bar you're talking about, two, sort of £250, then you need a satellite receiver as well. That's another 25 quid. So, you know. £150? Mm-hmm. Quid. That, that's heavy, dude. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you guys, you guys. Well, you know, guys. I think uh, something new needs to happen in the world of RC helicopters because it seems that every time we start talking about helicopters, it ends up on a V-bar beastex conversation. <laughs> and if it's if it's not a V-bar beastex conversation, it's a it's a micro heli conversation. But the simple matter of the fact is, right now. Those are probably the two hottest items. Yeah. Flybarless controllers and micro helis. Those, those are the, those are what everybody's talking about these days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. You want to get feedback from different people and hear what everyone thinks. Yeah. Well, guys, I think we're kind of uh, wrapping it up, so uh, we're kind of getting cool. towards the end of the show. There's a few things I want to mention. Uh, Rob will be back with us. I'm hoping next week. Uh, he's got some stuff he's taking care of. Couldn't make it tonight. I don't know if you guys realize this, but we did open up a support form for the show. Mm-hmm. Awesome. awesome. You guys should take advantage of that. Go use it. Um, you know, it's there's not a lot in there now, but uh, we're actually we we kind of wondered if we should make it available to the public, or just make it available to those who are registered on our webpage. And I think tonight Jake and I decided that we're going to open it to the public, so that should be seeing a little more action. Hey, the uh, I am is cool. Yeah, I was just going to say, our new nation network, you know, Jake has just been working his, and Dieter, you could probably testify to that. Oh, yeah, congratulations to Jake. He is doing awesome. I I love, like, that I am. It's set up perfect. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, uh, it's much like the Facebook I am. You can browse through our webpage, check out reviews and news, and check out the nation network, and all the while, it doesn't matter what page you're on, if someone IMs you, it pops right up, so... Jake has just been putting a ton of work into that webpage, and it looks great. It flows a lot better. Um, also, too, we're gonna, you know, we've noticed a lot of activity on Twitter lately, so we're gonna start following Twitter a little closer. Uh, if you'd like to go ahead and follow us on Twitter, that would be great. And also Facebook, we're trying to get our likes up to a thousand, and uh, whoever is our thousandth like is gonna get a free 450 kit. Once we get to a thousand, we're gonna randomly give away. Uh, a Chaos Nitro Flybard helicopter. That's courtesy of RC Aerodyne, scaleflying.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Cliff. Awesome donation. Once again, we would like to welcome HeliPros to RC Heli Nation. It's nice to have uh, it's nice to have the support of such an awesome retailer. So if you guys want to uh, take advantage of that uh, coupon code, 
till the end of February. $10 off any purchase of $100 or more. It does not apply to the weekly loot uh, specials that they have on. So, uh, you know, these guys support us, so we're asking you to support them. So if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can go get in touch with me at dankreed at msn.com or dankreed on all the forums. If you want to get in touch with Rob, it's uh, rob at rchillynation.com. Dieter, if I wanted to send you an email, how would I do that? Well, I'm on all the forums at uh, rcdbutts. Is, you can PM me at rcgroups, helifreak, runrider. Uh, the place I frequent the most is uh, rchelicollective.com. It's kind of a smaller, quainter little little forum where we hang out. And yeah. uh, or just shoot me an email at uh, dieterbutler at hotmail.com. It's d e a t e r b u t l e r at hotmail.com. Awesome. So Dan, how would I get yeah. in touch with you if I wanted to do that? Not that not well, that I would, but but let's <laughs> say I did. How would I do that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on uh, a couple of the forums. RC Heliatics is the main one. I'm links.1677 on there. You can shoot me a PM. Or my email address is dan at lfxproductions.co.uk. Well, Dieter and Dan, thanks for coming on, man. It's been great. It's been awesome having you guys on. No, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. We will see you next week. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to contact us on our page at www.rchelynation.com. And if you'd like to support our show by donating, there's a Donate Now button right on our page. Mm-hmm.